This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon, Ed. Hi, Johnny. Great to be on again. Let's start with the latest on earnings season and some good results from Procter & Gamble today. Very much so. I think uh, there was a, a nice surprise here. Uh, Procter & Gamble uh, top in earnings expectations and uh, coincides with a strong dollar that uh, has, has really uh, given a, a strong FX drag for them. And, and I, I think what you're, you're seeing is Procter & Gamble is able to pass on these higher prices onto the consumer. Consumer seems to be able to take it. You know, they had strong performances with healthcare, uh, baby, feminine and family products, organic sales rose seven percent that's you know well above the five percent consensus estimate so it, it, it seems that uh you know the, the margins were uh okay and uh i, I think that you're, you're probably going to see that uh you know this uh just kind of supports the idea that you know there is still a lot of strength in the um economy consumer is is still uh holding up um you know they they did change their guidance to the uh, lower end just because yeah, the the FX impact is going to be huge. That's probably going to be a dominant theme across this earnings season. But uh, overall, uh, you know, shares you know did react positively positively uh, to this um, you know solid earnings report. And and I think that you're you're going to see that this is just uh, you know there there's you know obviously in, there's earnings beat, but we have to remember uh, there's been so many. Um, uh, reductions uh, to earnings outlooks um, over the past couple of months. Uh, so, so I think that uh, we're getting a lot of of of, of, of uh, you know beats on the top and bottom line. But that you know is <laughs> that should be somewhat expected given how um, drastically these these uh, forecasts have been uh, slashed over the past couple of months. We also saw late yesterday some results from Netflix, and there's always a lot of attention paid to one of these digital giants. What happened there? The number one thing that stood out, we, we saw over 2.4 million new subscribers. That was uh, more than double the estimate. You know, Netflix is the, the worldwide uh, streaming leader. Um, they're back to growth. That was something uh, they had two quarters of, of just losing subscribers and that was really weighing on the the uh, the outlook everyone was concerned about competition and um you know given that there's not been a whole lot of you know exciting new content uh, people thought netflix was really going to struggle here so i think uh this is a a very strong um number and then also they you know they have the launching of their new ad supported tier which uh, will uh, take effect next month, so I think 12 countries get that. Um, so, so it looks like they're they're finding new ways to uh, drum up interest here, and uh, I think overall there there's a expectation here that you're going to see uh, uh, Netflix uh, um, is is still holding up pretty well here, and uh, they've uh, they've um, managed to return to growth, which is huge. So um, very good results. And obviously Netflix, for a lot of people, considered one of those mega cap tech stocks. So it looks like we've gotten one good surprise. So that's that's uh, that's going to hopefully provide some momentum for other tech giants. And what about the markets generally where you are in the United States? How have they fared today? 
you know, we we had a strong start to the trading week, back to back gains, and and now it seems you know we're a little softer today, and and I think some of that has to be attributed to the movement in the bond markets. Uh, you know, the king dollar trade is back, yields are skyrocketing, you know, ten, up over eleven basis points on the ten year, um, and uh, that's you know going to remain the theme. I think that uh, you can't expect the Fed to pause their tightening anytime soon. Even uh, Fed's Kashkari said they're not going to pause at four point five percent if inflation's still rising so i think you know the the, the risks that we're going to see um five you know the fed take the rates to closer to five percent or higher are, are, are growing day by day so 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 you're probably going to have a, a market that remains uh jittery here so you know any rallies um they they still seem like bear market rallies to me and and that's probably going to uh make it difficult for uh for stocks to to really gain any momentum here but right now it, it seems uh earnings are coming in better than expected but i think uh it's still um focused the focus is on where how high rates will go and uh, how high the the fed is going to take their tightening over these next few meetings meanwhile ed oil is uh, up today but there was also an important announcement from joe biden regarding the tapping of strategic reserves very much so i think it it, it really shows you that you know the, the biden administration um was not pleased with the 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 recent rally in crude and 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 that you know comes at a time where uh, we're less than a month away from midterm elections, so I think the the uh, focus is to make sure that the consumer is not really feeling the pain at the pump as voters go to uh, cast their ballots. And, and I, I, you know, the, the, they're they're trying to show the market that they are going to be aggressive here. They're going to be aggressive in in uh, making sure that we don't have another skyrocketing move for for crude prices and. They're, they announced the plan to release another 15 million barrels of crude from the reserve. So that's, uh, you know, the, the, the current SPR release was expected to end uh, in about a month's time. So they're obviously extending that. Um, but what, what made things a lot interesting was uh, their their plan. And their, they've been talking with the other oil giants. And they, they've been trying to um, get them to increase their investment in in new wells and that's something that uh they're they're telling you know all the oil giants the exxons and chevrons that they're going to uh replenish their emergency stockpiles and they're going to buy wti crude um when prices are at or below 67 to 72 dollars a barrel so basically today um you know they they base they pretty much put a floor here that um, you know you're you're unlikely to see WTI crude over the short term uh, fall below that level unless you have global recessionary fears really you know go to the the worst case scenarios um, so it seems that they're trying to convince the oil giants that they're going to support the market uh, somewhat um, and and this will I think you know the the Biden administration's I think willing to live with seventy dollar oil. Um, um, and I think, you know, with, with, without the global energy crisis, we were probably going to live with $70 oil here. So I think that's probably why you're seeing a lot of, um, expectations, uh, that, you know, we're, we're going to see them try to really keep over the short term oil prices depressed. But, uh, I think in the end, um, you know, oil is going to head higher and, uh, this is just another attempt. This is more politics at play, but um, I think uh, over the short term, um, you know, you, you'll 
you'll probably see WTI crude, uh, you know, still trade around the the low to mid 80s, I think. Seems like it's going to be a long time before it hits somewhere between 60 and 70, particularly with the war in Ukraine set to continue in the medium term, at least. Very much so. I think that the risks of supply disruptions are still elevated. I, I think that you also... Um, you know, the global Mac drop is is uh, terrible for, you know, the demand outlook, but it, it, it also um, is rather bullish for the supply side. So I, so I think you, you're probably going to still see that um, global inventories are going to remain tight and that uh, uh, in, in the end, um, unless we see a major deterior, deterioration with the uh, um, U.S. economy's outlook, um, you know, oil should see some strong support here. I think uh, I'll be you know, interested to see what happens out of China. Um, you know, they they've kind of withheld uh, their GDP data. They didn't want to mess up their party's Congress, this big uh, week long event. But um, you know, if China, I mean, the the data is going to show China is really getting hit hard um, because of this COVID, uh, this recent wave of COVID lockdown. So I think um, as long as you know, we we don't see. Uh, more extended lockdowns from Beijing, I think then, uh, you know, the demand side should still be um, fairly strong here. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But um, right now, oil still has some good support. Now, as you know, Ed, we like to take a very close look at crypto and uh, it's weaker today. And that's mainly down to the strong dollar. Uh, very much so. I, th I think one thing that's pretty clear is we're seeing a significant move higher here in treasury yields and that's uh driving the dollar much higher and and uh, you, you can see the weakness is um even greater with gold prices but um, you know bitcoin is still kind of holding in there it's still above the 19,000 level it's down uh seven tenths of a percentage point here but it's still there's still um some solid support there I, I think it's fascinating to see how resilient bitcoin has performed given all the um risks to the short-term um outlook for risk appetite and 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 you, given the you know the, the fact that equities you know we're kind of retesting those summer lows uh bitcoin's been showing a lot of resilience here and i, I think there's a uh, Still a lot of long-term money that is committed to the space. Um, the interest is there. It, it's, um, it seems that um, Bitcoin's stuck in a range, and it's probably going to continue to do so until we really get uh, beyond uh, the market pricing and peak Fed tightening. And uh, we're, we're almost there, but not quite. Okay, Ed, thank you very much for joining us today. We'll speak to you on Friday. Thank you. This is the Oanda Podcast.